it's a wonder I'm alive today. But at the same time, I wasn't as like lazy as like it sounds. Like, it, yeah, it was pretty bad, and you know, I had gone through a lot of shit. But every time I drank, the same story would come out. I'd be calling my mom, crying to my mom, "Why don't you love me? Why did you leave me? What the fuck?" It was always like that. It was it was always that, and it's funny because. Yeah, I just always longed for her. It was always my mother. I just wanted her to love me so badly. And it she couldn't do it because she wasn't loved. She didn't get love. She was hurt, abused, and abandoned. Like, it's just like, how are you? Like, I knew that. And there were glimmers. Like, I have one memory. And it came out the other day of my mom. I was on the couch with her. And I was like, maybe four or five. And for the first time, she like let me really hug her and they were being on her and her heart. I felt it. And then it was okay. Yeah, that's enough. Like time to get off. And I was like, yeah. And I remember being sad. Like, oh, I just wanted that a little longer. And that memory is so like close to my heart because I took that with me to my children. That uncomfortable I don't like feeling love. It feels weird. And that is exactly the feeling I got with my mom. It was she let it open for a minute and then it was get off me. I, I can't, you know, and that happened with my firstborn daughter. I, di- I didn't have that connection. It felt weird. And I was 18 when I had her. I was very young. So it was like, it felt weird. And I, that's when I started to notice patterns. So I was like, I'm doing the same thing. And I always told myself, I'm going to cherish every moment. I'm going to cherish every moment. And I would, I was like that. Like I was always like that, but I, I never felt it. It's like, I, I wanted to, I cognitively knew things, but then I, I couldn't feel it. Welcome to the deeper awareness podcast, where we delve into the depths of our inner selves uncovering authenticity and transformation. Join us for enlightening conversations on breathwork, self-discovery, and the profound journey within. I'm your host, Josh Perry, joined by the delightful Hannah Oxley. Let's begin. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Deeper Awareness Podcast. I'm Hannah. And if you're watching us on YouTube, you might notice my background's a little different. I've escaped to the mountains for the weekend, um, which just feels so good to start February off this way. Um, If you're like me, January felt like a whole eternity. And I've been, I think I'm not alone in this because I've been seeing a lot of memes on the internet about how January has just been like 84 days of January. Um, And it really felt that way. Um, after all the holidays and then just a long cold month of January. Um, it just feels good to be putting this episode out. Um, we recorded this back in November and we've been blessed to have so many guests on our podcast um, that we are a little backed up, which is a good thing. Um, so if you've been a guest, your episode is coming. Um, we're just releasing them as, as we can. So this episode, we had Caitlin from pause on, um, so pause for most of, you know, is the program that Josh and I, how Josh and I met through, um, our breathwork facilitator program. And he was in the program with Caitlin 
Um, I was one before, so this was my first time meeting her, but it felt like I've known her my whole life. She is just such a, a, what do I say? Like the connection is there. Like in this time of my life, that's what I'm, I look for in people is like a true connection. And she is one of those people that you feel connected to instantly. Um, so you'll feel it as, as she shares. Um, so because we recorded this back in November, um, to refresh my memory, I just um, re-listened to our our conversation and oh, it was so nourishing to, to listen to. Um, a few things, a few takeaways that I have from our conversation. Um, one being, we talked about, um, one thing she said was being received like we some of us just live our lives of trying to be received like trying to find that belonging that connection that i mentioned um but that's probably why i felt the connection with her right away is because once we start receiving ourselves versus hoping that other people receive us there's so much power and potency in that receiving yourself instead of trying for others to receive you the way you are. Just receive yourself as you are. Um, It's such a powerful um, experience, awareness to have. Um, And then the other thing we talked about was um, just as she shares her story, it's, I resonated so much because it's never just a uphill, not an uphill battle, but it's, it, there's always, hills and valleys with everything. I always say that whatever I'm going through, I'm always like, this is temporary, even if it's good or bad, because that that wave of hills and valleys is, is always going to be present. Um, so I loved hearing it's it's not a what's the word I'm looking for? It's not it's not a straight line. Healing is not a straight line. We know this. Um and the journey that we go on often has different levels of enlightenment for lack of a better word um trying to to reach there and sometimes you feel like you're like this is it like this is it i feel so complete um and then the universe throws something else at you and you have to learn another lesson then you're back on that roller coaster of of learning of of finding that deeper awareness um so her story goes along with that which 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 is which are the stories that we love to have here um, and listening to her story again today, um, a song, some song lyrics popped into my head um, that just kind of go along with it. So properly, um, it's a song by, just get make sure I get his name right, John Bellion, Bellion, Bellion is probably more correct. Um, it's called Stupid Deep. And if you've never heard the song, I highly recommend listening to it. Um, so some of the lyrics go, I'm not going to sing for you. <laughs> Maybe in a few, the more, the deeper awareness I get for myself and accepting myself. Maybe I'll start singing for you. But at the moment, I'm just going to state the lyrics from memory. Um, they are, what if who I hoped to be was always me? And the love I fought to feel was always free. What if all the things I've done were just attempts at earning love because the hole inside my heart is stupid deep? Ugh, 
I just, those lyrics, like I get chills every time I hear them or especially now saying them out loud. Um, it's just such a resonating couple phrases. So with all that said, please enjoy this amazing episode that we have for you. This great conversation with Caitlin. Um, I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Okay. So I remember, I'm just going to speak on other things first. I did read your, um, like the email where it says, this is what we are going to like dive into. And I remember reading it. And I was like, this is one thing I have been starting to allow myself to do, which is get my brand story. You know what I mean? Where I start to really go deep into what my story is. And I've been thinking on it the last few days and I'm like, there's so much. Where do you start? I'm like, my journey was is like so nonlinear. It's like, <laughs> how many times have I been enlightened and then gone back down the tubes? Like a lot. Like, you know, like that is my that is my literal life until now, where now it's like consistent. My life is so consistent. I'm like, wow. Um, so that was difficult for me to think about, but I'm like, I'll just let it flow. I don't want like I'm learning how to just allow myself to just let let it come out because I'm curious I'm curious what's different this time like if it's you know because I felt the same way where I'd like be like wow I just discovered yoga that's really cool but then like go back to my old habits of doing things and forget Mm. that yoga even exists so it's like we do we find these little things but I I too feel like I'm like this is different and I think it might be breath work so I don't know if you have the same thoughts or why this oh are you joking about um yes it is it is breath work it is breath work and it is um yeah so like with breath work we're rinsing the tissue out right like we are completely creating more space and that is what I've learned is what's always held me back is that it was so tight in my body and that feeling of self-sabotage, I always self-sabotage. So like, I notice it even now, like when I'm doing really, really good and I'm starting to make really great decisions in my life, the feeling is like a gut hit in my solar plexus. It's like, what are you doing? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what do you mean? We're going to have it good. I don't know about that. Right. It's like always waiting for that other shoe to drop. That's how I lived. It was like, got the, got the house it's gonna go it's gonna go like you know and now freaking out like holding on for dear life so yes with breath work it's been like this gradual opening right and I have done a lot like I've done I swear I've tried everything to to shift the way I was like you know like I always felt like like my whole life I know I've been on this like journey of bettering myself since I was a literal child like I I just remembered this always being something that I didn't understand why people were the way they were I always saw people like my family and it just I would always have the reason why they acted the way they did it was always it's not their fault it's not their fault you know what could happen to her when she was growing up that's why I don't know why I believe that but I always did I always had that compassion and that oh it's not their fault and then as I got older I noticed that there was two of me. There was the me that I would always meet inside of me and I would meet with her and she was so sweet and she was so kind, but she never came out. Like I never was able to express her. She just lived in here and there was this shield right here. And then there was this 
and like I don't even know like this person like she'd come out and react to things and I go and I would be so remorseful and shameful after I didn't understand why I couldn't speak what I needed to say it would just swallow it I couldn't do it like it just made no sense to me I'm like who is this I used to look at her like you trenchable like who are you like you're so aggressive why <laughs> what's happening like, why are we so angry but I lived with a lot of anger and it really stopped me from a lot of like growth right like it just felt like I was always falling back and I didn't have that compassionate voice in my head the, the voice in my head told me I was stupid and I was dumb and it, like you know like you're, you're you know it was not very nice to me so it was just this constant battle within and I learned how to mitigate the voice later on when I started doing a lot of fitness I started to get into fitness I was like okay never worked out before. So had two kids, had my second kid gained like hundred pounds. Like I gained a lot of weight with that kid. And I was like, Oh, I don't feel good about myself. Like, what can I do? And I went, I was at this point, I was very scared to share about me at all. So what I did to get the motivation and to like feel ready, I would go on um, Tumblr I don't know if anyone, if you guys know what that is. I found this app because I would look at before and after photos. I used to go on Google and go before and after. And I loved seeing them to like motivate me and like try to get me to do something. And I um, found Tumblr and they had all the before and afters. There were so many. And I'm like, this place is great. And like people would share their stories and stuff. And I was like, oh yeah. And I'd be at night and I would just look at it all night. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do that. I can do that. And I would just hype myself out. Like I did this like, you know, just two kids at home, a newborn. And I was like, I'm going to do it. And I made my own Tumblr account and I would share my journey on there and told nobody, nobody got to know. It was just me. It was me for me to still like to do it. Right. And doing that, I, it, it taught me, like, I remember I would get up at five in the morning, put my, like my little newborn in like a little uh, high chair and I would do uh, Jillian Michaels workouts. <laughs> I bought DVDs at Walmart and I would do the Jillian Michaels. And I did that for a while, like almost a year. And then it was like something clicked. I would put like quotes on my wall. And it's like, what you think you become, what you, what, you know, that one, what you think you become, what you feel you attract, what you imagine you create. And I, it made sense. And I was like, this is true. Like everything I think about becomes what I, what I'm experiencing. And I started to really like lock onto that. And then fitness, I got the most fit I've ever been in my life. Like I couldn't even believe it. I remember looking at myself like, oh my gosh, like I like what I've done. But at the same time, I couldn't believe it. So it was like, oh, I, I got to this point and then I had to I had to sabotage it. So I got to that point where I felt so good. I couldn't believe that I've done this started to understand that fitness I thought fitness was the way everyone needs to do this everyone needs to do this like why aren't we all doing this you know and but I got to that point and then I let alcohol I brought alcohol into my life and then goodbye to <laughs> all the progress that I made um, but I didn't know how to deal with my feelings right I didn't know how to feel through that that shame and I didn't know how to feel through the feeling of like why do you get this? Like, there's this underlying belief that I grew up with, with was fairness. It always had to be fair. And so if I had something someone else didn't, I felt like it wasn't fair. And I'm starting to really notice that in myself where I wouldn't let myself feel as joyful or as happy because it's not fair. 
I'm like, why can't, why me and not them? Right. And it was just always this like putting myself smaller, 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 smaller. I'm like, oh, why? Now I realize, well, that's not helping anybody when I do that. (laughs) Not only you, but it's not helping anyone else around you that actually can benefit from this. Um, So really that was the start. Like I would say of my journey was the first time I got into fitness and the first time like I I've always been an athlete as a kid but as I got older it like you know it went away and I didn't ever work out like it was just I, I played sports and stuff like that track and field for fun like I loved that it wasn't exercise it was just fun but then I became an adult and it was like everyone says working out sucks so it sucks right like I don't want to do it <laughs> right it's like how often do we just take society's notion and take it as ours and that's what I did like my whole life I just wanted to be accepted I just wanted to be liked like can you please just fucking like me like what do I have to do I will contort I will do whatever you want I've been able to meet that part of me over and over again and really love that part of me and be like I'm actually I truly love this being that is sitting in front of you now like I truly accept her and learning to not like exile all parts of me as bad and actually just bringing them in and really understanding that the validation and the love I always fucking wanted and just begged for I can give that to me like whoa what a profound realization when that really becomes like true like like when we go into breath work and you get into that pocket and you're really there. And I'm like, this is what God feels like. Like, this is what love is. Oh, I, I could cry even talking about it because it's like uh, that right there is the fuel to why I want to do this work. Why I want to share this with everyone. Because when we get to realize that our world is literally right freaking here, <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. So I never needed those people to love me even though I did anything and everything to just get them to and make them and, you know, you have to see, it's like, no, like I see, right. It's like, how can I allow myself to be the one, you know, like the one, like I am the one, but not in the sense of ego, which I can see how that can get lost in translation of like, it being a pure power love and here like I've I've felt it like I feel the difference of like if you're what like the difference in love one thing that really resonated for me um well when you like realize that you can give yourself the things that you're in need of like for me it was hard like the hardest thing was to realize what it was I needed in the first place Josh and I talk a lot about human needs and we have this amazing metaphor for it. And Josh is, Josh is the king of metaphors. So I'm going to let him explain our, our crayon metaphor because it's so juicy. It's so good about oh, yes. human Please needs. Share. Yeah. Human needs are each a crayon. It's every color. So if our parents' parents, as they were being raised, So we go back generations back and they're being raised in a 
reality where the things that are important are like a house, food, clothes. That's kind of it. And so those are each a crayon. And then those, let's say grandma and grandpa grow up and now they have children and they're using the same crayons to raise their children. And then it's like, what? I gave you everything. I used all of these crayons and even more than I, I actually added a, another crayon. I had four to raise you with. I only had three. And so now we're in this generation where we're starting to experience and identify that there's like 64 crayons, not just three. And so now we try to get our parents to color with like one of these crayons that they've never heard of. And they're like, we don't know what you're talking about. We don't have that crayon. And so as we identify it and we're like, oh, well, I have the crayon. I'm going to color myself with this thing. And now we as parents get to color our children differently. And who knows, there, there could be thousands and thousands of crayons we're at a place in humanity's evolution where we have access to 64 or something. Wow. I like that picture that was just drawn for me. That, <laughs> I, told I you. get it. Yeah. It's the best at describing the metaphors. And we've talked about this all the time, but even I was reflecting to Josh this week where I had, there's just one day where I was going through you know, my, my relationship with my partner and I had a friendship and like all these things going on in, in that one day, nobody, I was trying to explain myself over and over to different people about certain things. And by the end of the day, I was like, I'm so exhausted. Like no one, no one sees the world the way I see it. And I'm like, I just feel so alone. And so I'm like telling Josh and he's like, well, you know, they just don't have the crayons that you have. And I'm like, oh my God, of course the crayons. Like, how could I forget? It's those constant reminders of like things that we already learned. We're coming back around to to just make sure they stick this time but it's and so my phrase this week to help well, last week to help along with that is people are only willing to see what they're going to see what they're only willing to see yes yes that is so powerful and so true like i i i've um experienced the same thing where right? it's like no one understands me <laughs> i'm like in a group of people and i'm like why am I here? Like, yes. I, I'm really starting to learn. I'm like, wow, I don't belong here. I'm like, I don't belong here. And I've never felt that like that profoundly, not like where I'm judging. It was just sitting there like, this isn't where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like this is an old, this is an old timeline. This is an old way of being. This was what I was attracted to before. And I'm like, just observing like, wow, like I don't like my energy doesn't merge with this anymore. I'm like, cool you know like caught, yeah when you're caught like trying really to explain neat. to someone convince someone and then the halfway through I'm like what and why am I wasting all of this energy there's you're never gonna understand what I'm saying so why why am I bothering no it's different consciousness levels right so it's just like we don't have like they don't stick together you're like it's yeah it's like this it's like meh you're like okay cool like I've learned now where I'm like I don't like I used to have this need to like talk about it and like explain it but like now I'm at a point where I'm like it'll just come up if it's if it's meant to come up 
you know, someone will say something and it's like, there's my doorway in. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I'm like, you're there. <laughs> right? Like, it's so fun. It actually becomes kind of like a game. That's something too that I'm leaning more into. It's just like doing different new things, you know, mm-hmm. like joining different things, um, just being open to play, you know, like it's been, life used to be so rigid and now it feels so open Maybe it's like okay um there's really no limit on what I can do and I don't have to judge things that I like um that's definitely something that's changed drastically <laughs> in my life is it, like as little as the music that I like I used to be so embarrassed over my music because I like everything like I you know you'll if you're in my car it's gonna go to who knows what it's gonna go to like you know and I used to be embarrassed I used to like try and make a playlist before someone got in my car so then they did nothing like my Britney Spears didn't pop on or like whatever right like I I listen to things from 2009 like everything like old like I that's I love it I love all of it 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 transports me back to a new time a different time you know and even through this journey there are some songs I wouldn't even play would listen to because it would remind me of something and I'm like nope that's a time in my life I don't want to remember um but now like I can listen to them and it's like with a fondness and also there's and it also is like an initiator for like if there was pain tied to that song like I get to feel it now mm-hmm. I get to close that gap you know it's like every moment of every day we have invitations to release you know like I used to be like only when I do breath work, only when I do this. Now it's like, no, like every moment of every day is an, is a invitation, right? It's like, wow. So life really isn't boring in any sense of the word. And it's like, how often am I living? Like, like what I just realized in the last three weeks is life was like really cool. Like it was really chill. And I was got to the point where like, before uh breath work I was doing a lot of physical challenges like I was doing 75 hard all the time like I was doing phase one and I was like if you guys know about that Sandy Frisella um I did that multiple times and I was that was like my identity for a while um and then when I got into breath work it was like I I finally learned how to just sit the fuck down <laughs> you know what I mean it was like whoa I didn't want to move my body anymore I didn't want to lift a heavy weight like I did not I, I listened to my body for a year. It was like, I'm going to let my body lead. It was like a little kid in the candy store. There was no rules. I just did whatever the heck my body said. And, and then it became like, I didn't, I no longer judge myself for resting. I no longer judge myself for wanting to eat. I never judged myself for any of these things. It was just, what does my body want? What does my body want? What does my body want? Even though my ego was like, you're going to get fat. You're going to do this. You're going to, it's like, cool body wants to have a bath instead of work out today. So that's what I'm gonna do. You know, and that's powerful. Like I didn't realize these little micro adjustments of like not listening to that thought and just leading with the body. It's like, okay. Like I have this story that I tell my mother-in-law all the time. I'm like, I, I like learning to listen to your body is so nuanced and so subtle in the beginning. Like when I first started to just learn to let my mind go and not believe every thought it tells me, it was like I was going to the store and I was picking up something. I forget what I was picking up, but then I saw these this bread 
and my I got the nudge and my body was like get the bread and I was like my mind's like um why would I get the bread like we don't need the bread like just screw that I'm like uh, yeah let's not do that and I listened to the thought I get home and I'm gonna make dinner and I was gonna make pulled pork sandwiches and I didn't have buns and that's what the the, the nudge was was get the buns and I'm like but I don't need them you know <laughs> and then I get home like oh I did need them like I didn't know I didn't realize that but I I had the pole and it's so small. Like it's like a bread, but that's how it starts. It's mm-hmm. these little nudges of the body. And how often do we have the pole to do something? And then our mind jumps in and goes, no, 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 no. That's stupid. Hey, why do that? You know what I mean? And like, mm-hmm. I've been noticing that a lot in my life where I started to let the ego take over. Past conditioning was starting to take over again. I wasn't pushing my body the way I wanted to. Now that I felt the pull to do it, I was like, I'm ready. Like, I want to lift weights again. I want to do these things. Like, I feel it. But then my mind, I was starting to go to to wants over desire. So it was like the want of the mind, the ego, the instant gratification over the discipline, mm. over actually going for what I really, really want and would really make me feel so good. I'm I'm overriding it for that that want. And I was like, huh wow (laughs) that's crazy I'm like and so these past few weeks I've been back on my back on my shit like so disciplined like totally in that and that lights me up I'm finding that light again of power for me I have a lot of energy I know my body now like I know I run high like there's a lot of energy in my body and if I'm not moving like moving intentionally and doing these things I start to get really up here. Like there's just so much energy that wants to move. And like, I'm the kind of person where I can do a really good workout and I'll cry. Like there'll be so much energy surging and it like, I'll start bawling on the, on the, on the cycle. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I used to not understand that. And I'm like, but now I get it. Movement, right? That's what we learn: Movement, breath and sound exercises movement. So we are moving energy. We're, we're doing that and working out. And that's why people are like, oh, it's my medicine. Like it is, but it's one, it's one thing of medicine. We have our mental, emotional, spiritual, like that all comes together. And when we bring them all together, it's like, holy crap, you're unstoppable. Like what? <laughs> like to me, I'm like, why, why wasn't I doing this? Oh, I just wasn't ready and just gave myself that space together. But dude, correct that. That's the thing I try to, talk to people about is you know obviously health and exercise are so important but if we don't get that mental you know discipline down and and, you know through embodiment practices through somatic practices it's that's what makes the change in people yes it's and that's discipline so then I started to notice I'm like well if my discipline is lacking in my how I'm eating how I'm drinking water how I'm moving my body that is bleeding into how am I sitting down and having the discipline to actually meet myself, right? So it's like, how often am I kind of just riding how I'm feeling and not coming home, right? So I started to notice that. I was like, okay, so I'm noticing that I'm saying I'm kind of, I'm bypassing things now because I don't have that discipline for the other areas of my life, it's like, how am I going to have the discipline to practice? Because this is a freaking practice. Like how many generations have we lived through this same cycle of our family not meeting themselves? And it's like, okay, I met myself to this point, And then you feel like, oh, okay, I'm good. Right. And it's like, ah, oh, no, <laughs> no. 
like, I, I wish that's how it works, but then it's at the same time, not really. I don't wish that because now it's like, how am I always going to expand and uncover this new this new life that is always unfolding in front of me if I am freaking here, you know, here, like, am I really here? You know, and that becomes a very nuanced thing to notice when I'm not really here. Am I going on a new autopilot? So I noticed that I had a new autopilot. It was a cool one. Like I was a cool person. Like, man, I like who I am, but I'm on an autopilot again because yes, we are reprogramming the subconscious. And I do notice there's things that are totally reprogrammed and I'm acting in a whole new way. But at the same time, it's like, but if I'm not continuing to do this work, then I am going on a new kind of autopilot. And that's why there's things where I'm like, why aren't I getting this? Why isn't this happening? Well, it's like, am I on autopilot again? Like, am I really here? And am I really consciously honing my energy in every moment of every day with my intention? Oh, that's work. Yes, it is, but it's the good work, <laughs> right? So, I love I that. that interesting. Yeah, because I've been thinking of it for myself as just hills and valleys, but I like that that perspective of because I right now I I'll be honest, I feel like I'm on one of those new autopilots, and that's yes. like probably why I keep getting this cold, and it's like you have to snap out of this, and like I know that. But it's just, you know, bringing back that awareness to really make yeah. the change. Yeah. And the compassion, right? Mm-hmm. So much compassion, right? Like, you're not doing anything wrong. And that's something also that I always am reminding myself, like, you're not doing it wrong. Even if you are on a loop a little bit, like, you're mm-hmm. not doing anything wrong, right? So as soon as we start feeling that way, it's like, oh, shit, oh, man, I'm doing anything. It's like, no, I'm not. I'm noticing it. I'm doing great. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and reminding I, ourselves, yeah, that it, it makes sense. It makes sense yeah. that we've done this. It makes sense we're, we, you know, yeah. seeing this pattern yeah. again and we know how to get out of it. And yeah, it'll be all good. Yeah. 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 Totally. It's, it's finding that thing that is you, like for you. That feels so dang good that has no agenda. It's like I don't look too far ahead anymore. It's like if I'm looking too far ahead, I'm now I'm not really here. I'm I'm waiting for the ideal to happen. And I'm like, but the thing is, is the ideal is gonna happen. Like I have the picture in my head, it's happening. I don't know how or when or if it really is gonna show up that way, but I know it's coming. And so it's like, how in my day can I bring that energy forth? like that that higher vibrational energy and like I said for me it's that discipline and like having a lot of like movement in my day like that is for me like that is my way it's like uncovering that way for you right like that that really that really resonates like oh it's the juice it's Mm -hmm. the juice (laughs) right like for me I noticed uh, my last my last little autopilot valley when I needed to add dance into my morning routine, like that's just something I needed to do. And like, you know, cause you read the books and stuff and it's like, well, at least, you know, you have to sit for this amount of time do some sort of workout and all these things for the perfect morning routine, whatever. And I'm like, well, mine can look different. And then I just started and 
talk about I'm the same way like I listen to all sorts of music and so I'll just shuffle my saved songs and it will be I always trust the universe to give me the right song and so whatever song comes on I'm like this is this is the way I'm going to move this morning if and if it's like you know some crazy house song I'm like I'm gonna really party in the morning (laughs) or if it's a nice slow song like I took a ballet class when I was a kid I bring in some really nice soft movements and through that set the intention but do I do it every day I should but right at this moment I need to you know Mm -hmm. remind myself to do that because I know that's what my body needs yes and there's no right or wrong way like I love that you named that because I (laughs) I've been um, introducing hula hoop into my workout. Oh my so when I, when I I'm like, that. like a weighted one, because when I was young, I used to, I have memories of being in my basement with my girlfriends, listening to the Coyote Ugly CD and <laughs> Moni Monet would come on and I'd be like, yeah, I'm just like loving life. And I'm like, let's invite that back in. And I bought this thing a year ago. Didn't ever use it. And now I have that capacity to be a child like again. And I use it and I blast my, my old school tunes and I just go and I'll do it between sets. So like what I do now in working out is it's fun. Like I'm not, I used to be very rigid and it has like this. And da, 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 da. Now it's, I'm breaking down and dancing over here and I'm shaking it out <laughs> over here and I'm running over here. And then, you know, like, it's like fun. And I, and now I let myself have fun. It's like, why can't this be fun? Like, why can't my life be my own story like you know like I'm creating my dream life in the mundane like my my life is mundane I live I don't go anywhere I live at home I have two kids like I have five dogs like I am home and I've created this sanctuary for myself and my life in my house is changing like where I look like you know a hippie now and like I have like things everywhere like the living room we just took the tv out of it and I gave them the dining room I'm like I don't want tvs here like I go in there now and I get to read and I get to do my journaling and all that in my living room. I'm like, yay, I have my living room back, but I just didn't want a television in there. Um, so like things are changing because I'm deciding that there's no blueprint, you know, like the way that I was taught to live and the way it was done, it was very rigid. It was very structured. It was very routine. Like there was no deviating off of the thing. Like, like you didn't stop when you were driving. If you needed to stop, you never did, you know? And it was so strange to me. And I actually would be surprised when my husband would go, okay, we're going to go. I'm like, I need to get this. He's like, but I'm like, it's fine. He's like, no, let's just go. He'll turn over and go do it. And I go, oh, oh yeah, we're allowed to do that. You know, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's I love surreal. that you brought that up because I do the same. I do that too. I'm like, oh, should we go there? And my boyfriend would be like, yeah, why not? I'm like, well, we already passed it like it's like I can't like I can't actually bear off course for like a minute because it just but there is like that weird like no you have to keep going <laughs> even when I have to turn around I have the hardest time like finding a driver to turn around <laughs> like just keep going straight so there's our little line of mm-hmm. okay, so now we can deviate over there a little more and create more space with that and like that's you know when we notice that we get to just play with it okay next time yeah. I'm gonna feel a little better about it and it's funny we bring this up because I've been doing this now with self-care. So I've always been getting my nails done. I've been doing that now for a few years. 
but what I never did is I never did pedicures. I never did. I hated my feet. I thought they were disgusting and I just, they were shameful to me. And like, in our, when I got into my relationship, I would wear socks to bed. I would wear socks everywhere. Like you weren't allowed to see my feet. Like that was no, like I got made fun of for my feet once and I never let them be seen again. Um, and then I realized that I still was holding that. Like it felt, I felt the energy. I started to notice like my, I don't feel like I'm fully like taking care of myself. And I kept thinking about it. I'm like, maybe I should get a pedicure. Like I should do that. But I just couldn't let myself do it. It's too much money. Like I can't do that. Like I had a problem with spending money on myself and like not in doing that. So I've been reworking my money stories. And then I was like, kept thinking about it. I should do it. I should do it. I should do it. And the next time she's doing my nails, she goes, fuck y'all. And I'm like, stop. Well, and it was so uncomfortable. I was sitting there like, oh, and I'm like, no, but let's, this is an opportunity. Let's use an opportunity. Let this, like, I started to see my thoughts going, oh my God, the money, I'm in trouble. I shouldn't do this. And I was like, oh, what are you talking about? Like, you know, just being with that and letting that be here. Felt so uncomfortable her seeing like don't mind my feet they've never been touched in like 10 years but it's over you know yeah. it's like, and like just allowing the feeling to be there without trying to go in my head and like not be there and so I let myself be there I'm here and it was uncomfortable and I just let it be the what it was and then it was done and I went home and I'm like I let it feel good look what we just said that is so amazing and now I've gone four times and every time now I, I literally lay there with my arms up like sleeping and people are staring at me in there because they're like I can feel it they're like why is she like I'm meditating in the chair like I'm loving life now you know it's changed you know every time I went I intentionally was like okay hey, we're gonna let our body relax and know that this is okay know that mm-hmm. this is okay you know being so intentional with it because before it was like, I just, I did it. So I did it, you know, and I wouldn't have actually integrated the experience. It would have still played in my mind that you shouldn't do that. You, you know, you shouldn't, whatever it is. Now I'm like, I feel so in alignment with my body. Like, I love my feet. I, I like walk around with my toes out. Like, Look at my feet. Like, you know, <laughs> right. mm-hmm. but that's because I've repatterned it through living through it. Being intentional when I'm living in it. Right. It's like presence. So yeah, that's my, that's my story. <laughs> so Caitlin, I wonder it's been so good, like just experiencing you and this new version, right? Yeah. Could you take us back? So the premise of the name of the podcast is deeper awareness. And so we're going through life, doing the things we've been taught. We'll, will bring us the joy, bring us the fulfillment. And then there's like moments or a moment maybe where it's just like, this isn't working. I've got to do something different. Can you, can you step us through anything that lines up with that for you? So you're asking for a story like a a time in my life when I decided that things needed to go different is that what I'm hearing yeah and and give us the before like what did life look like what what were your what was your upbringing what what were you taught would bring you happiness and then did that work um okay so Oh yeah, there's a lot coming up right now. So 
Oh, okay. So if I'm going to start at the beginning, just like childhood, like I, I had spoken on that a little bit in the beginning about the magic, right? Where I felt like there was magic. So I grew up in a household where my dad's side of the family was very um, religious. They were a Christian. So my dad tried to adopt it and we would go to church, I think for the first maybe five years of my life, we went to church and then my parents, they divorced and we just, I, I would continue going on my own. We lived in a small town, um, but I really loved the church. Like I loved, I loved it. I, 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 but the way that I did God was different than everyone else. Like I always had my own interpretation of it and I didn't believe everything that was said to me. I just believed in God. I was like, yeah, God's real for sure. Like that faith got me through the hardest fucking times of my life. And I wanted my children to have that too. So I did put them into like programming in their school where they learn about God, but I don't believe in religion, but I believe in faith. And I believe if you have faith, you can get through absolutely anything. And throughout my childhood, it was not rainbows and butterflies. Like there was a lot of anger. There was a lot of um, pain. There was a lot of abuse like there was everything like you have everything you could think of it was there and it also wasn't the worst it could ever be it's just for the kind of soul that I was it was way too hard for my soul like it was like my heart couldn't handle it like it was painful like it was I just remember like for the longest time in my life all I remembered was the bad I didn't have any good memory I was like there's nothing good like it's all bad like all I remember is being hurt a lot. Like that's all I remember. And then I realized as I got older, well, that was me just desperately wanting someone to see me. You know, I just, I always use that as like, please look at me. Like, please see what I went through. It was horrible. Like, please look at me. Right. And so when I got older, it became, I started to really notice. I started to just notice that I had these patterns. Like I started to notice that I was really angry. I started to notice that you know, but I also noticed that through all of that shit, I was, I still like manifested things as a child that I shouldn't have had access to really shouldn't have. Like, I don't know how, like, sometimes I go, how did that even happen? How did, how did I have the the most fun childhood though? Like I had a lot of fun. Like I can look back and go, I lived outside. So that was something that was really amazing about my childhood. Like having absent parents, it's like, well, I lived on the earth. So I, I always knew that my mom was nature and I always felt that way. Like I felt at home when I was in the trees, when I was in the dirt, like that was my shit. Like I loved it and playing outside with my friends. Like that's all I ever did. Okay. Like that was it. That's what got me through. That's like, you know, that, that was my saving grace was the earth. Um, and then, uh, yeah, like, so as I got older, I started to see all these patterns come out when I started drinking at a young age, like I started drinking. The first time I drank, I was 13. I hated it. I did not like it. But then I turned 15. And I wanted to be accepted. And I got into a group of people that that's what they did. And I wanted to be cool. And so I started drinking at like 14, 15. And I didn't drink like a normal person. Like it was like, I was going to the drunk tank, and I was going into the hospital all the time because I would take a Mickey and chug it in 15 minutes thinking that's how you drink right no that's not how you drink that's how you die but you know <laughs> but that's just what I did um and it's 
interesting to me to look back on because I'm like, it's a wonder I'm alive today. But at the same time, I wasn't as like crazy as like it sounds. Like, it, yeah, it was pretty bad. And, you know, I had gone through a lot of shit. But every time I drank, the same story would come out. I'd be calling my mom, crying to my mom. Why don't you love me? Why did you leave me? What the fuck? It was always like that. It was, it was always that. And it's funny because, yeah, I just always longed for her. It, it was always my mother. I just wanted her to love me so badly. And it, she couldn't do it because she wasn't loved. She didn't get love. She was hurt, abused, and abandoned. Like, it's just like, how are you? Like, I knew that. And there were glimmers. Like, I have one memory. And it came out the other day of my mom. I was on the couch with her and I was like maybe four or five. And for the first time, she like let me really hug her. And they were being on her and her heart. I felt it. And then it was, okay, yeah, that's enough. Like, time to get off. And I was like, yeah. And I remember being sad. Like, oh, I just wanted that a little longer. And that memory is so like close to my heart because I took that with me to my children. That uncomfortable, I don't like feeling love. It feels weird. And that is exactly the feeling I got with my mom. It was she let it open for a minute and then it was get off me. I, I can't, you know? And that happened with my firstborn daughter. I did I didn't have that connection. It felt weird. And I was 18 when I had her. I was very young. So it was like it felt weird. And I, that's when I started to notice patterns where I was like, I'm doing the same thing. And I always told myself, I'm going to cherish every moment. I'm going to cherish every moment. And I would, I was like that. Like I was always like that, but I, I never felt it. It's like, I, I wanted to, I cognitively knew things, but then I, I couldn't feel it. I did. There was no feeling like my heart had a fucking cage around it. Like there was no, like, it was so calloused. Like that's how I would explain my heart calloused. It was a complete calloused heart. There wasn't, like, my parents didn't know how to show love physically. So, like, my dad is stable. Super fucking stable. Like, he's the one I grew up with my whole life. Mom disappeared, but he was always there. But he was really there. You know what I mean? Like, emotionally and, and there, like, just wasn't really there. But there, physically, the house was there. The chair that he sat in was there, but, like, about it. Right. So it was like, I lived my own life. Right? I, I felt like I lived 17 lifetimes by the time I was 18. So when I fell in love, I'm like, I'm ready to fucking whatever the hell that was. And let's go into something else. Like, let's, I wanted to be in love. I wanted to feel it. I wanted to be a part of it. And when I fell in love for the first time, that's when I actually felt all of my patterns and all of my shit go away. And that's when I really was like, holy shit, like what's happening to me? And I got really freaked out because love for the first time, true love, where I was loved back and I felt it, my whole body changed. And I account this to how I feel now, but I had, it was dependent on someone else. So when I had that love, I didn't know why I was acting different. I'm like, I'm nurturing, I'm loving, I'm doing things I never usually do. I'm being me. Oh my God. And it was so profound. And I'll never forget looking myself in the mirror and I'm like, when is this going to stop? Like, when, when am I going to go back to like being like a witch? Like what, what's happening? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, when is it going to come back? You know? And then I started that pattern came back. Ancient attachment. Oh my God, I can't let you go. 
you know, after that it turned into, I went into very deep into myself, into my head and created a bunch of stories and was totally, I went into depression. I, you know, I went into a really deep depression and then I had to go on to pills. I was on to antidepressants and I did, I did the whole, the whole shebang. And that was having a little baby, like after postpartum depression and stuff. And we had a baby together, like within six months of being meeting each other. And we've been together for 12 years now, but I'm starting to realize all the things that happened in my twenties that I have not let myself see until I was going to go on this podcast. And then they all started coming up. I'm like, Oh, I had a twenties. I like, you know, I'm going to be 30 next year, but I had a twenties. Wow. (laughs) Did I really? (laughs) I'm like, I have acknowledged my twenties. And that's when it came up with like, let's acknowledge your twenties. Like let's acknowledge that woman who went through all of this shit all on her own. And not only did she do all of that, but she never fucking gave up, you know, like I never gave up. And that's something you can take with yourself too. It's like, you never, ever gave up. Like who was leading then? And I always say to my, like, I always feel it. I'm like, that wasn't me leading. That was me and God love leading. Like that's our strong essence that is in all of us that we just haven't yet tapped into. And now that like, I feel that love, it's like, that's the one, that's the one I'll let lead the way now. <laughs> and I'm sorry if I didn't answer your question the way you wanted to. <laughs> that was, so you did. And what I, what I think a lot of the listeners get out of this podcast is the before and the after because we need both. We, we need the before, yeah. we need the relatability, relatability mm-hmm. because so many people experienced what you just shared and, and they see themselves in you, both the before, and now they see this woman before us now with this strength that just like you said, went through all of that, all of the hard, never gave up. And so I'm curious, was there a moment that you understood that your heart was calloused or is that looking back now you can see that it was, or maybe both? Yeah, great question. Um, The reason I have this analogy with the caged heart is because we did a meditative breathwork session in our cohort. I don't know if you were there. It was in December. I I remember exactly. I think it was December, like mid-December and it was with um, Andrea and she did the heart. She did one on the heart. And that was the first time I felt open enough to just let myself go there. And I literally felt the heart. It was callous like that. It was anyway. And I literally felt it crack. And I was like, and it floodgates opened, right? I the crying and the feeling like everything that came through. And I knew that like that was the most pivotal moment in my journey where I actually felt my heart open like I physically saw it because I can see I saw it in the breath and then I felt it I literally felt the craft open and from there I was able to connect more to my heart I had heart <laughs> like oh my god I have one <laughs> um yeah that was the moment how that, does it um, feel having that a full year now once your heart's been cracked open oh man it's like Oh, what I explain it. It's 
it's it's like there's this warmth that radiates through my whole body all the time. It's like any moment of the day I can tap into it, you know? And as I practice more, because like this work is like, like we were talking about the autopilot, like it's every day. It's every day in every way. And it takes that intentional discipline, like, okay, I'm going to connect my heart. And I realize now how simple it is now, because before I was always looking for someone to tell me, like, tell me what I need to do. Tell me, you know, like that was my way. Tell me, tell me what to do. I'll do it. You know, like I was saying, and now it's not like that. It's, I can call on my own wisdom. I can call on my own heart and I'm learning how to, every time I speak to connect to my heart before I speak. And that was something I didn't do. It was like, I just thought it, but now it's like, no, like let's bring the awareness down there. Let's bring it to the heart. And now let's speak because I've noticed in myself when I'm speaking from a part and now I know what it feels like when I'm speaking from a part and how it's received. So it's like, like in the beginning, I was, it was hard for me to be challenged with this because I was so embarrassed of myself. Like it was hard for me to connect to this because I've lived a life where I need to be hard and I need to be strong and no one gets to see me weak. And that was a belief that I carried forever. Like that's the armor I wore. It was some tough. I swallow my emotions, you like, you know, and that's what I did. Like I swallowed them and I realized now they live there. So like I said, the callousing, yeah, like we, we created that by not feeling our emotion. And as much as, as much as we love it for the listeners, like we want it to be a healing experience for you too. And so you've already said that. So that makes me really happy. Oh, it is. You guys' energy is so nice to be in. I don't, like even before I went into this I have a tendency like I've noticed in myself with lives and like when I meet with people I'm thinking about the people on the other side too much like I know they're here like I know you're here I know you're watching but I don't put all of it on that so that I'm not being myself because I'm worried about how I'm coming off right so when we're worried about that it's like well now we're losing point we're losing the actual substance here because there is no separation right now. So me talking to you two, I'm actually, I know I'm talking to hundreds of other people, but let's not focus for me. Like, let's not focus on that because then that's going to freak me out. So Yeah, I still have to do that. We had um, Cheyenne from your um, cohort on and she's telling us that she had, her whole family has been listening to the podcast and I was like, <laughs> because <laughs> I in my oh. mind like when we do this I'm like it's just me and Josh having a conversation and then I forget that anybody can just listen to it <laughs> that's the best way to look at it because we're all human here okay mm-hmm. like so human so and that's then that's also another point it's like you get to believe whatever the fuck you want so it's like, what do I need to believe in order to get this done? And that's something I ask myself now. I'm like, like, what do I need to believe? Or what do I need to not believe? Like, what am I believing that's stopping me from moving? Right? It's like, okay, I don't, if I can shift the belief into something else that's empowering and feels good in the moment, like just calling on it and just doing it, clearing the mind. I'm like, oh, okay. This literally is a game. Like, we're just <laughs> we're playing this game. Mm-hmm. and you know they try I try not to take it too seriously and that's something I was doing in the beginning is because you just want to succeed like I want to do good 
but when we do that, we're, we're blocking a little bit. So it's like, okay, how can I be in flow? How can I just be a little bit more open? And the best practice that I've been doing lately is really creating those roots in my feet and really bringing the roots down so deep into the earth. Like I didn't realize how much I go up here and I'm floating, you know, and I, okay, actually let's, let's get into my ground because that's something I never had. I'm not used to feeling grounded and safe. Right. And it's like this, this thing, like this practice that I get to do every day because that's where I lack the most in my life is ground is is staying in the present when I'm scared I'm so I had a way to escape the the terrors I had a way and that was go way up here and I'm not here my body's turned off you can do whatever you want to me I don't fucking feel it you know what I mean and like that just gave me chills even saying that I can't believe I just said that but yeah um that's how it used to be it was survival like I'm surviving and now I'm not in survival and I can't believe there's another life there's another life outside of survival and that's freaking amazing like insane insane yeah so caitlin i just wanted to reflect that that survival strategy that you needed that was required of you is now a gift like i can feel your that up here-ness that expanse expansive energy that because I'm very much grounded but I but I also need that I need the up here for me and so it's almost like you're inviting me like check it out we can be this big and I'm like no I'm grounded and I'm rooted here why don't you come down here and you're like you come up here and I'm like this tug of war that we're inviting each other into that we both need we're all medicine for each other. We are, you know, connection was really hard for me. Like that was one of the biggest um, repatterns through breath work was that connection wound. It was deep and it's, I'm noticing it more and more now where I'm like, wow, I like allowing myself to be vulnerable and be seen is like, whoa like online different like now my practices now are in real life in the world how can I put my back out a little bit more how can I stand a little straighter and before I'd be like this right like I'm noticing I was like this and I was like oh I go for walks let's put my shoulders out even though it feels friggin' weird and I've always been a sloucher like let's bring it out right like every day every day every day in every way right and other people have little nuggets for us little nuggets in their in what they say you know like it's I went from wanting someone to tell me like doing a course for them to tell me what I need to know and then I'll be different and then I'll be changed now I don't look at it like that it used to be on them to give me the info for me to change and now it's it's not about them giving me something to change me. It's how can I allow this to shift me? Because how, where am I receiving it? Is it, I don't want to receive it through the mental field. I want to receive it through my body. I want to receive it in the places of my body that actually need it. That's been a really interesting shift for me. Because it used to be, I'll throw money at it. Give it to me. It's going to happen, right? I'll get the certificate. It's going to happen, right? Nope. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> no, you can get the certification, you can get the, the course, you can do the thing and it stay the same, right? Like it can go through the mind, the mental field, but if it's not percolating into the body and you're not receiving it from that place, then what are we really getting from it? We're not getting that shift that we so desperately want, right? It comes from actually doing the practice, doing the work. That's what I'm learning. We want it easy. And I'm like, uh, we tried an easier and softer way and the result was nil. That is from AA. <laughs> but it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Like, okay. Yeah. Where am I trying to make it easier when making it easier actually doesn't make it easier? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even finding the gifts in like triggers mm. and just learning from that is is a hard one but an important one time. Mm-hmm. Time. like I Sam always says right uh don't never waste a good trigger and in the beginning I'm like yeah I don't I don't waste them and then I'm like now that I really understand what that means <laughs> I'm like oh oh I, I'll notice myself there's a trigger I, but I don't want to and I like I notice like how strong the mental energy connection is to the story so for me there was a lot of times like I said cycling through the same shit but it was like the energetic tie was so strong that the drama of it was more exhilarating like yeah it's like a fuck, it's like a it's like a <laughs> something is it's like you injected something and it's going through like that's how I would explain it it's addiction and like like ah, like you just like it but you don't really like it but it's it's so tied that's to how I feel about so yeah like but like road rage so I'm like this is not gonna bother me this is not gonna bother me but then someone like really pissed me off I'm like oh man like you're... <laughs> we're attached to it so it's like I had to go through the same thing over and over again and keep noticing it and keep noticing it until I realized I just had to let myself have the experience at its full tail. And so there were moments where I'm like, I feel like a four-year-old having like a complete tantrum, like out of this world and letting her just go. Ah. But like letting it come out. Right. And then each time I felt that pang, the pang wasn't as strong and the story started to dissipate, but I could see, I was watching myself be so obsessed with wanting to be mad at it and wanting to, and I'm like, Oh, I'm addicted to that. Like that is something that was comfortable for me. And that's what I did for how many years? Is it going to go away the first time I notice it? Fuck no. Like we're going to have to go through that. It could be two, three, five, 10, 20. Who knows how many times? But there's no judgment on it. Because it's like, how long did it take me to form that? Probably from like ancestors ago. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. it's like it's, it's going down the line so deep. I see how deep the the energetic cord is so it's like well to slow that down it's just putting that awareness on it putting that love on it putting that awareness on it over and over and over again until it heals and it's like okay like doesn't mean I don't get pissed off he's like I sure do but it's just like knowing how to just be with it instead of storing it and I'm noticing now I I less I'm less in the story now but it took a lot of that. <laughs> takes a lot of that a big one for me is like when Sam said she's like well like you guys as breathwork facilitators pause breathwork facilitators you cannot be gossiping and so I was like I don't gossip but then it was the same thing I start like looking around my life and noticing like I 
I live in a small town in Massachusetts and I'm the third generation of my family that lives in this town. So like we all know each other and we all know each other's business. And it's, I didn't realize how like deeply rooted it is in my family dynamic that we get together and just talk about people. Not like we're talking about something bad, but no. we're just constantly like, did you see so-and-so at the grocery store? Because I saw her and like, just like, just like for no, I'm like, why do we even like talking about, it? even if it's not negative, I'm like, can't we talk yes. about something else? Yeah. <laughs> like there has to be something else. And yeah. so it's breaking that not only with me, but like generational, like you said. Yes. It runs so deep. Mm-hmm. And that's, the thing about this work too right like for me it was really hard to in the beginning to differentiate the my family too right because you're you, like you're trying to live a new life and you're you're learning all these things and then you have the people around you still doing the same old shit and you're like okay how do I not blame them so it, it became to this point of like we love to say well they're not so like I'm not or they're doing this, it's their fault that I, I'm not changing. And it's like very easy to do. And then we get this like opportunity to just realize that like we've like spoken in the beginning, like once you start shifting, people will come to meet you if we stop expecting. So like I had to stop expecting, like stop the expectation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you should be this, you should like be like that. Like I had that so deeply. And I was like, oh shit, like I'm actually being power over like I'm not being equal power with you and my relationship was the hardest to heal and come to terms with um he was the hardest one for me to forgive like we had gone through a lot of stuff in the 12 years like you know what I mean I swallowed a lot of shit and so it came out as anger it came out as resentment it came out of all these things and it wasn't until I realized that I need to love him like, I need to just give him this love that I give to everybody else now. He was the one that didn't get it. It was fuck ass. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you go away right now. Like, you know what I mean? And I admit that. And that something had to happen. And it blew up in my face with a different situation. And then it, it showed me what I was doing. And I was like, oh, this is what I've been doing. Like, the next level, the next stage for this is me letting this all go. And equally, being equal with you, no matter what has happened in the past, no matter what has gone down, I get to meet you here now with this love that I have without having strings, without having, well, you did this and like that's how it was. And then I realized I need to give you this love and see what happens. Stop expecting anything. Just give you this love and see what fucking happens. Stop being in this pattern of I, I just saw it. I was like, you like, I'm mean to you. <laughs> like, you know, like I saw it. And I was like, oh. And once I shifted that, that was about three months ago. And holy crap, has everything changed? Like, our relationship is like out of this world amazing in the love. Because as soon as I started giving that equal love, I started getting it back. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's hard when we're addicted to that suffering or addicted to that past story we're addicted to what you did to me well you did that to me like I'm gonna punish you for that I didn't realize that was my pattern like I'm gonna punish you because fuck you right like that's just the truth Mm -hmm. right and it wasn't until I was really able to let that go and see him for who he is which is what all of us are which is love it's just we we haven't really been given the opportunity to feel that or to mirror that so yeah, once that happened, it's like, 
amazing <laughs> and learning to open my body more right like it's it's interesting you be someone for with someone for so long and still learning each other like learning how to connect and learning what the other other's language is and what you need to feel loved and those were conversations we have been having over the last years like I don't feel loved I don't feel connected this is what I need what do you need and meeting each other there and actually doing it as if you know we both need to be doing it but yeah and it's so beautiful that you've just both grown through this whole thing called life huge huge oh man it was a struggle I'll tell you <laughs> you're first on the journey people think you're insane you're like yeah I'm insane yeah, I am. Uh -huh. mm. that's what I was getting a lot of like you're crazy but yeah I'm pretty crazy but now everyone's on board and I'm like this is so cool <laughs> like don't ever give up <laughs> and like you said it, in the beginning it's that the huge reward that feeling when things start mirroring you back like that's how you started I think that's one of the first things you said on the show today so always coming right back to the beginning of that mirroring is the reward in the end when your reality starts showing you all the improvements you've made and all the love. That is it, Sarahana. That is it. Like that is like the literal message of this whole call is don't give up because the work that you're doing may not be showing you yet in your reality. It may not be showing up yet, but you believe that it is like it is coming it may not be tomorrow. It may not even be six months from now. Okay. Like it could take years even like for me, it was a year and a half. I'm seeing my reality catch up and it's like, whew. but if it came a year ago, I wouldn't have been ready to hold it. Mm. So it's like, it's coming for you when you're ready. Not when your ego says I should be ready because they're ready. And I'm like, nah, bro. Like it's ready for you when you're ready. And when you've excavated more and you've really believed just all it is is belief like, what are you putting in your mind every day what are you consuming every single day because that will catch up it's like riding a bike we're imprinting the subconscious every single day so what do you want to imprint it with right like that's our projection in the next year is what you are believing today so I I like to journal I like to write down what I want and I have wrote down a list in 2022 and I have been crossing that list off and I'm like this is crazy like they're hot. Like, you know, but it's crazy. It's intention. So mm -hmm. let's like guide it. <laughs> Just be disciplined with it. Guide it. Right. And love yourself. Love yourself so deeply. And others. Right. And secret sauce. Put it in our little bowl. Everybody <laughs> have it. <laughs> well, we usually. We usually ask at the end what your message is, so you already just nipped on the head. Yay! <laughs> I did it right! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Beautiful. So uh, yeah, and I would love also to just invite anyone that um, wants to know more about this work or wants to share this work with other people to come visit me over in the pause global community um, where we have all been and and mm -hmm. we're blossomed from um that's how i met that's how i met josh right it's such a beautiful community of like-minded individuals right people on this path of becoming of 
relearning how to operate in this world, right? It's it's really cool. Um, yeah, I just wanted to share that and see if you guys want to come here. With so us. That, that's on Facebook, just for everyone listening. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? Pause global. global. Yeah, mm-hmm. I could send you a link for it and then see if people on the description there you can put it in. Yeah, well, if I, you want. That's perfect. Always Are you to breathe? Yeah. Yeah. Are you? Yeah, we do lives every month. There'll be two breathwork, two 10 minute lives a month. So I'll ha- I'm having another one um, on the 30th, I believe, at the end of the month. There'll be another one. Are you facilitating locally as well? Yes, uh, I am actually. I just had my first one in October. Um, I'm planning another one for December. I live in I live in Sturgeon County, Alberta, but I've been holding them in Redwater, Alberta, um, Canada, for all my American friends. You want to <laughs> take a flight? Um, yeah, I've been hosting them in person, and I want I I I've been planning on doing one in your group. <laughs> Josh, I want to do one in the facilitators group. Um, and then we have the pause and breathe events too. So I definitely want to host an online pause and breathe. That's in the global community as well. Um, if you guys want to host any in there too, I would love to have you guys in there <laughs> and promote it for you in there. Yeah. Well, right now that's what I'm doing. I'm in the coaching practicum right now. I'm almost graduated. I'll be graduated soon. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm so excited. I took my time. I took my sweet time and it's like so different. Breathwork to now, night and day. <laughs> yeah. What what have you noticed that's different? Well, prior to hopping on to uh, practicum calls, like I'll never forget the absolute terror that was happening in my body and I didn't want to go and all the time I'd pray that they'd cancel and it's funny because people would I'm like yay <laughs> thank god <laughs> or like my internet would work it didn't work ever the whole time and I'm like I think I did that <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah and now it works perfectly um so yeah I had all those issues and like even when you would come to a meeting I'm like I don't want to do it and then you would be like just talk to me the whole time I'm like yes yes <laughs> I'm like I didn't want to do it which is funny. Like I look at him like, why? But there was so much riding on my ego. There was so much riding on my worth. So it wasn't, it was hard. Um, so throughout breathwork, it was really hard. And I like, to me, I'm like, wow, I can't believe I made it through that. Like the fear, like, oh my gosh, it was insane. And then making it through there and then giving myself the time between coaching so coaching was supposed to start in April but they elongated it because of the evergreen model and I was like Thank I asked the universe for this and it expanded I'm like yes and then so I didn't have to start until I was ready and even when I and so when I started coaching I I didn't have that fear like th- that fear wasn't there it was there but it wasn't like I was guided by something else like I knew how to call upon like higher energy where it was like it's not about me right I, I didn't have that belief then it was it was all about me then um now it's not I was like it's not about me like the body is the healer like the body's gonna tell me like I don't need to know and like of course it was a little chunky at first but like now I hop on these calls and it's like I've been seeing the same clients for 
three months now. And it's like this gift to my soul and it's a gift to their soul. And it's like, how much value can I give? Like, that's all I, that's all I focus on. What's the value? Like, how can I be here for this person? And it's just wild to me that I use a lot of breath work now and I love doing it. I'm like, imagine that I really did not like it. And now I'm obsessed. Like, I love it. Like I want to lead breath work forever and ever and ever. So it's just amazing. Like what happens, like, just cause you're scared and it doesn't feel good. Doesn't mean it's not for you. Um, it's just, those are our patterns. Those are our fears. And yeah, being that vulnerable was never easy for me. So now being vulnerable is like me now. That's, that's the way. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I always feel much better when I put something on my calendar, like at least once a week that terrifies me. Yes. It's smart. It's smart. Like that's how we expand, right? Like I want my body to feel like I don't really have one. You know what I mean? Like I used to live so constricted, like I wouldn't let myself like move or like take up any space. Like I didn't realize I was like that until I started to take up space and like move around. And then I was like, oh, wow, I'm embarrassed by myself. So there's, there's something there. So then I started to embarrass myself by myself. So embarrassing myself meant like when I would do, I'd sing, I would sing and crack the shit out of my throat. And I didn't, and I would like, oh, what have you done? And I'm not alive myself. I'm like, oh looking around like anyone seeing that like no it's just you girl it's just you here I'm like oh okay so let's have compassion and let's just keep going so like now I sing around people never did that before but because I got comfortable singing by myself I was I'm able to do that now and it's not a performance I'm not trying to be good I'm just following it Mm -hmm. and so the more we do that it's like get with yourself first and then extend it out right like is something embarrass you when you're by yourself like I used to be being naked for me and I'm like hey well I stare myself in the mirror and go hey that's weird and I, but I kept doing it until I felt comfortable in my body you know like it it starts with you it's mm-hmm. always been you right it's like some people it's probably easier for them to do it first out in the public world but for me it was I had to do it with me sacredly on my own and learn to love this this being all of it mm-hmm. every single inch of it and then it was like okay now I can extend this into the world and start looking people in the eye and really being present, not being afraid. It's like, I lived in a lot of fear for a lot of my life. It's like, please don't hurt me. Like that was always what I was thinking. Like, just please don't hurt me. Please don't. (laughs) But I don't feel that way anymore. It's like, I trust. I have so much trust that when it's my time, it's my time. If, if like, there's nothing I can do about that. And that's something that I used to live a lot of fear in. It's like, oh my God, what if this happens when I'm driving? What if this happens? Like, eh. but now it's like, no, like if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And I believe that in anything in my life, it's like, I don't have full control out of, over everything. I'm just in charge of how I react to it. So it's like, okay, well, that's where all the power is. That's where it all is. so good thank you so much for having me you guys thank i love you, you Hannah and josh like i wow. love you i am excited to get to know you guys more yeah especially wanna, yeah i was just gonna say i want to have like all of, everyone that we've had on i just want to like hang out with them forever all right 
I bet. I bet. Like I um I've been meaning into doing a podcast for a while and then like thinking about it. And then my girlfriend, I she Cassie, we were in um the cohort together and I've been coaching with her. Um and she was like, one day she looked at me, she's like, We should do retreats together and do you want to do a podcast? And I was like, uh yeah. I'm like, I'm wanting to do a podcast. So we're in the works of doing that. So we're we're even like spitballing names and stuff like that so very similar <laughs> yeah yeah I we just love the idea yeah, yeah just do it wherever you're at like that was our whole thing we're like we're just yeah. gonna start recording so that it's recorded and like yeah, it took us a few months it took us a few months to like put it somewhere but and it took us a, like a little bit to realize that we wanted guests even too yeah. and then once we had we had like one guest and I think we've had a guest ever since because that's our favorite yeah. thing is just to hang out with people so I yeah, say just so cool. start wherever you're at and it'll yeah. just we take the trauma-informed approach to it it's like whatever I have resistance with Josh kind of helps me ease into it and vice versa mm-hmm. to him and yeah yeah well, it's the perfect dynamic. Like, you know, the energy. So like, that's how I feel with Cassie. It's like, she has this medicine and this part of her that is so different than me. And when we talk, it's like, oh my God, every time we talk, like we should that. <laughs> so it's like, okay, let's just start recording and just actually do it. Yes. And just have fun. Like, like, like you said, like have fun. Mm-hmm. Just us here. <laughs> like, we know there are other beings, but I mean, really, like, it is just you here, like, you and you, like, it's you versus you, like, that's it, Yes. like, how, how good can it feel, how good can we get it, right, like, that's all I want. I forget who else, who I was saying, who we were interviewing when I said this, but if you ever heard that, well, if you don't listen to podcasts, you might not, but that there's a podcast called Girls on Tangents, and it's, they just literally talk, and I'm like, if those girls can have a podcast like anybody can have a podcast <laughs> that, I love it, love it. that's exactly what I want like I just I'm noticing like I just like to talk and I never realized that I liked that until I was more open and I'm like well now I'm not afraid as much like obviously the fear doesn't go away like our fear will never go away and that's something I had to accept I'm like I'm never gonna not be scared okay and like some things that I do, I'm literally so scared that I can't breathe, but I'm still doing it. Like, you know what I mean? And then after you've done that, that one time, you get to decide when you're done, if you're going to go into to story and freak the fuck out over it, or if I'm going to use it as an empowering thing. Like, am I going to use this to my advantage? Am I going to use this to my betterment? Mm-hmm. Right? Like doing that live in, in the group, like I was literally pooing. Like my pants. Like I, I would I've never been so scared in my life. I can't even believe how scared I was. I don't understand why. It just came over me. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Rotten everything I've ever known. Like, you know, <laughs> so and get off and just cry. Like it literally bawled my eyes out. And I was like, Oh, that's really scared there. Like, um <laughs> I think I, I did one live once, I like blacked out. I like don't remember any of it. <laughs> yeah, I did too. And it was like <laughs> the feeling in my body I was like I'm fire and I was like what just happened but then it was like okay well the worst of it's over like I built this up in my mind for months like I got offered the job in July I knew it was lives but I wasn't ready until October I think it was beginning of November actually three months before I was ready to even just do it so like I was grateful I was given the space to do that um 
but yeah, like it's interesting to me. I'm like, okay, well now I know how to handle it where it's like, you get to be scared and then you get to choose when you're done where you're going to go with it. Like, okay, I get to choose. Am I going to obsess over it and get scared again? Or am I going to use that as I just work through it? I let it all be there. And now I feel excited to do one again. Like, okay, cool. Let's do that. <laughs> I'm like, what else have I been afraid of that now I'm just going to go do? <laughs> well, exactly. Like business-wise, right? Like for me, that's been a huge thing. Like it took me a year to start my business and to really just do the thing. But I knew that there was things I needed to heal in myself before I, like, I know when I'm out in the gate, it's, it's all like, I know when I go, it's go time. And a part of you was like, let's just enjoy like the stillness for now. Like this feeling of I'm home. Oh, so good. And then once I got to that point, I'm like, now I'm ready to share it. Now I'm ready to share it because this time was so sacred to me. It was like, I'm meeting me again. Like I'm, I've come home. So I want to be home for a bit and then let's mm-hmm. bring it to the world. Right. Like that's how it feels. Mm-hmm. It feels right now. And I'm like, I'm ready to share it. I'm ready to spread it. Let's spread it. Let's look like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. I can't wait for you to spread all of your knowledge and love to the world. What a great episode. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Um, Let us know what you took from that. Leave some comments, share with a friend who also might resonate with the story. Um, Subscribe, like, all those things so that we can spread the word about our podcast. And so all of our beautiful stories that we get to hear from our amazing guests get to be shared around the world. We appreciate you as a listener. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Deeper Awareness Podcast, where the journey of self-discovery and inner growth continues to unfold. We hope this episode has ignited a spark within you and inspired you to embrace a more conscious and authentic existence by looking within. If you enjoyed today's conversation, be sure to subscribe, And stay tuned for upcoming episodes where we'll continue to explore the transformative power of breathwork and emotional healing. Continue the conversation and stay connected with us on Instagram. Follow at Deeper Awareness Podcast to receive daily inspiration, valuable tips, and updates on our latest episodes and offerings. We'd love to hear your thoughts and insights from today's show. So feel free to share them in the comments below or tag us in your posts. Your engagement and feedback mean the world to us as we strive to continue to create content that resonates and empowers our incredible community. Together, we can continue exploring the depths of consciousness, fostering genuine connections, and supporting each other on our transformative journeys. This episode is brought to you by You Belong Breathwork, your destination for transformative healing and self-discovery. At You Belong Breathwork, we believe in the power of breath to unlock the deepest parts of ourselves, leading to profound insights and a greater sense of connection and belonging. Whether you're seeking emotional healing, a deeper connection with yourself, or a path to authenticity, our breathwork sessions, retreats, and coaching programs are designed to guide you on this transformative journey. Our experienced facilitators are here to hold space for you 
as you explore the depths of your consciousness and discover the infinite potential within. Visit youbelongbreathwork.com to explore our offerings and download a free guided breathwork session. Thank you for being a part of our deeper awareness community. Stay connected, stay curious, and may you embrace your true essence with love and compassion. Goodbye for now, and see you in the next episode.